So you might have bad PMS, you might have really bad mood swings, um, anxiety, all of those can be symptoms of a trashed metabolism. Hey guys, and welcome back to the show. I am Megan Hardy and I am the founder of fitness uncharted, where we talk about mindset and real life strategies that are going to help you to build muscle, lose body fat, improve your metabolism and leave you feeling confident and empowered. I am your host, Megan Hardy, and welcome back guys to this episode, episode 17, um, craziness. We're rocking and rolling. And today we are going to actually be addressing a listener question from Amanda Kilgore Robinson, shout out Amanda. And her question was how, and when do you know that you need to upregulate or kickstart your metabolism? So that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. And before we jump on in, I just want to kind of address metabolism really quick because in the mainstream health and culture today, a lot of us think of quote unquote metabolism as like just the rate that we burn body fat, right. Or, um, the rate that we burn calories and that it slows down as we age. We're like, Oh, our metabolism just slows down. So it makes it harder for us to lose weight or maintain our weight that's metabolism, which that is a part of metabolism that is true. Uh, but metabolism is actually much, much more than that. It controls every single metabolic process in our bodies, including our sex hormones, detoxification, uh, our immune system. It controls all of those processes. So like a slow metabolism, it doesn't just stall fat loss. It also slows down all of your metabolic processes. So IE think, you know, if you're having brain fog or struggling with brain fog could be a metabolism issue. If you're struggling with like GI issues or like constipation or gastro issues, any, any gut issues really could very well probably be a metabolism issue because if your metabolism has slowed, it's going to affect all of your body's processes. But I have good news. So we're going to talk about a lot of good news today with this. You are not just a ticking time bomb without any control over your metabolism. That is a lie. That is a lie from H-E double hockey sticks. And it's just not true. Like we don't have to just accept the fact that as we age, our metabolism is going to quote unquote slow down. We have a lot of control over that. And yes, of course, with aging, it, it does but there's still, there's so much we can control. So let's focus on what we can control and what we can do to help support our metabolisms and our overall health. So before we dive into what we can do today, let's first just do like a quick assessment of your current metabolism. So I want you to ask yourself these questions and like, which one are you? We're going to talk about the person who is thriving and has a thriving metabolism. And then we're going to talk about some signs and symptoms of the person who has a trashed metabolism. And I want you to ask yourself, which one do I align more with? And do I, does my metabolism need some work or is my metabolism in a healthy place based off of these? So if you're someone who has a thriving metabolism, you're going to have some signs and symptoms. Like you're going to be warm all day, like your body temperature, your actual skin will be warm to the touch, especially for my ladies think hands and feet. Okay. Warm, your your a warm body temperature is a sign of a healthy metabolism. So you're going to be warm all day. 
you're going to have, of course, if it's cold outside or something, you might get cold if the temperature around you is cold, but naturally you should have a warmer body temperature. The next is you're going to have regular bowel movements. So you're going to have at least one, if not like one to three bowel movements per day. Okay. That's a healthy person, healthy metabolism. You're also going to have shiny, strong hair and nails. Okay. So shiny hair, you know, your, your nails are healthy and strong. You're going to have a healthy sex drive. So you're going to have good libido, healthy sex drive. You're not going to have terrible PMS symptoms. Yes. You heard me right. No PMS symptoms. Uh, this is actually something for me that was a telltale sign of when my metabolism was not so healthy because my PMS was way worse. And now I have hardly any PMS symptoms. Um, and really my, my periods sneak up on me. It's amazing. <laughs> Other than the fact that, you know, none of us want like random sneaky blood in our pants, but anyway, uh, you're also going to be hungry within 30 minutes of waking. So, you know, you might not be like ravenous. I'm going to eat the fridge, but you should have hunger cues early on in the morning. That's actually a sign of a healthy metabolism. And you're also going to have steady energy all day. You should feel energized throughout the day. You don't need coffee at 9am, 11am, 1pm, 3pm. You should have steady energy throughout the day. So that is a thriving metabolism. Okay. Does that sound like you? ask yourself those questions. If it does, that's great. You probably have a healthy metabolism. If you are sounding more like this second person, then you might have a trashed metabolism. Here's a couple of those cues. If you have a trashed metabolism, you probably have cold, uh, a cold body temperature, especially hands and feet. Um, so again, I can't tell you how many women I know who just think that it's like just how they are to have cold hands and feet, but that's actually a sign that you have some metabolism issues going on, cold hands and feet, uh, constipated or irregular bowel movements. So that is not normal. Um, I remember a girlfriend or actually a roommate back from college who she just went once a week about like once every seven days. And she thought that was totally normal. She, she thought it was normal for her. She's like, yeah, I mean, that's my normal, but I'm like, that's not normal. And that's not healthy. Yeah, that's your bowel movements are one of your body's major detoxification processes. So if that is not happening at least once a day, you are not detoxing properly. So you should be having at least, you know, one to three a day. But if your metabolism is trashed, you're probably not having as many bowel movements. So that's another way to tell. Um, also you have terrible PMS probably, um, and you, you just have, ex have accepted it. I'll, I'm here to tell you that PMS is not normal. You guys, it should not be normal. We've normalized it as a culture and society. And then doctors tend to just prescribe uh, birth control to throw at it. I've been there myself and I got on birth control literally because my doctor was like, oh, you have bad PMS. Let's just put you on birth control. That'll take care of it. But it's really just a Band-Aid approach. It's putting a Band-Aid on top of a symptom and it's not getting to the root cause of the symptom. So oftentimes that can be related to metabolism. So you might have bad PMS. You might have really bad mood swings, um, anxiety. All of those can be symptoms of a trashed metabolism. Also, you probably have low libido or very little sex drive or passion and low energy. You probably have restless sleep. That's another really big one, especially for my uh, perimenopause, menopause ladies. Um, add that on top of a trash metabolism. You probably have really crappy sleep. Um, and then also lack of hunger, especially in the mornings. Like a lot of us think like, oh, I'm just, I'm never hungry. 
that's just how I am, but it can actually be a sign that your metabolism isn't healthy. If you're not having those, uh, hunger cues as you should be. So one easy way to think about it. And actually, uh, Casey Miller in our last episode talked about this some, or, or dropped this quote, but you want to be happy, horny, and hungry. That is one easy way to think about it. If you are not happy most of the time, of course, again, if you just, if you just lost a loved one or going through grief or something like that, of course, we're not just going to be like, la da, 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 da. I'm always happy. You know, that's fake. Like that's not real, but on in general, you should be happy in a good mood, a lifted spirit, higher energy, getting good sleep, you know, things like that. You should be horny. You should have some drive and some passion and some libido. If you're not, that's one sign that your body is not thinking about fertility. It's not thinking about, you know, reproduction because you're just trying to survive. Your metabolism is like, Hey, we're just trying to get through the day. We're not trying to re procreate or anything over here. So happy, horny, and hungry. You should have hunger cues. So I work with so many women who start out with me with that are under eating typically, but they are like, I'm just never hungry. And I'm like, Yep. That's a good sign. Your metabolism is not healthy. And what's uh, amazing and, and wild is that as we actually heal their metabolism, they actually start to get more and more hunger cues. And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm actually hungry again. So you want to be happy, horny, and hungry. Okay. Happy, horny, and hungry. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope you are getting so much value out of it. If you are enjoying it, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way you get notified when future episodes are released. And that'll also help others hear the show who really need to hear it. So were you more of the person who has maybe the trashed metabolism? Did more of those sound like you? So we're going to talk about some things. I'm going to give you four tips that you, things you can do to help out a trashed metabolism. Okay. What you can do first and foremost, eat enough food. Are you eating enough food? Like I want you to ask yourself again and go like, but are you really eating enough food? How do you know? Have you tracked your food to know if you are eating enough food? Okay. A lot of people think they are because they don't, aren't actually aware at all. And because they don't have hunger cues, they're like, well, I mean, I'm never hungry. So I guess I'm eating enough. Not necessarily. It could be the opposite. I would recommend tracking your food with an app like MyFitnessPal. Um, that's personally what I use. I just use the free version. They do have a paid version. You don't need it. Or an app like a Chronometer or Macros First. Um, there's several apps out there that you can just plug in your food, track your food at least for a week, and just to see how much food you're actually eating. Many women are shocked to see that they are eating far fewer calories than they thought. They start tracking their food and they're like, oh my gosh, I actually only ate 900 calories today. How is that possible? I wasn't hungry. So I thought I was eating more than that. And it was only like 900 by the end of the day. I had my coffee up until 3 PM, you know, and then I had, you know, no food until three, but then I had a nice lunch and a dinner and y'all that could easily be like 450 calories a meal. And you're not eating that much food at the end of the day. So track your food, see what you're actually consuming. And then another thing to be aware of is if you are, when you are trying to determine, determine your calories or how many calories you should be eating, just watch out because a lot of, uh, online calculators, I would say most online calorie calculators and apps really severely underestimate caloric needs. So they're going to, estimate that you should be eating way less than what your maintenance calories truly are. Um, the best one that I found that calculates this for you, like if you haven't calculated your calories 
or your total daily energy expenditure, which that just means your, it's T-D-E-E for short, total daily energy expenditure. That's how many calories your body burns per day. That's including your BMR or basal metabolic rate, which is how much, how many calories your body burns on its own. If you did nothing, if you literally didn't lift a finger for the day, plus your activity on top of that, that is your T-D-E-E. And there is an online calculator Um, If you go to www.tdeecalculator.net there, that's a great resource to learn just like the bare minimum calories that your body needs to thrive. So go plug in your food into a tracking app for a week, see how much you're eating, go look up your TDEE uh, calculator.net online and figure out how many calories you should be eating and see how far away you are from that number. Okay. So go do that first. And then also just one thing to note, if you are a uh, breastfeeding mom, you might actually need to add an additional like 200 to 500 calories on top of whatever that maintenance TDE calorie number is, because you're going to be burning more breastfeeding. So if you are the breastfeeding mama, tack on some extra calories on top of that. And if you find that you're currently eating much less than what your body needs or much less than that number, start by adding just about 50 to hundred calories each week. Okay. So if you're, let's say your calories, you're eating 900 calories right now and your TDEE or maintenance calories are 2,200. Okay. Let's just say, for example, you don't need to jump up to 2,200 calories right away. You're going to feel miserable and you're probably going to put on a lot of weight pretty quickly because your metabolism is not ready to handle that. Okay. So if you go slow, you can minimize fat gain during this process. Although some fat gain is possible just as your metabolism catches up. But I actually find that a lot of women tend to start losing inches. Some even lose some weight during this process as they're giving their body more calories that it needs because your body is no longer in that fight or flight mode of like, oh my gosh, we're starving. We're not getting enough food. So we're going to hold on to everything because you're giving it more calories back. So if you find that you're under eating, say you're eating 900 calories next week, maybe start eating a thousand calories. Okay. And then the following week, if you're feeling hungry, you're feeling good, bump it up another hundred. Or if you want to go slower, just bump it up 50 calories a week, just slowly increasing until you get up to your maintenance calories. And literally that could be like, it's the smallest uh, movement, right? So like 50 to hundred calories could be like an, an extra couple like nuts or seeds or something, or it could be, you know, a half of an apple. Like it's not that much food. So like just slowly start bumping, bumping up your calories. So that's tip number one is make sure that you are eating enough food. This is going to help restore your metabolism and your hunger hormones. Okay. Tip number two is to eat the right balance of foods. So your body, your body needs protein, fats, and carbohydrates to function properly. Your body will be able to better utilize carbs as you restore your metabolism. So if you're coming from like a low carb diet, do start low with your carbs and increase them over time. And that's because like, if you throw a ton of carbs at your body, when you've been coming off of a low carb diet, you're going to feel super bloated and heavy 
and probably gain a lot of initial weight because your body's just not used to that many carbs anymore. So do you start slow, but start bumping up the carbs and cause our bodies need carbs too, you guys, like we need proteins, we need healthy fats and we need complex, uh, healthy carbs. Okay. So start bumping up. Um, if you are coming from a lower carb diet, start bumping up those carbs and then you would want to decrease fats if you're um, starting to bump the carbs up because we don't want to go over our total calorie number, but uh, try to keep protein high and keep protein the same. And in order to stay within calories, maybe that means just taking your fats down a little bit to make room for the extra carbs, but make sure you are getting enough of each macronutrient. Okay. The proteins, fats, and carbs, because a well-balanced nourishing meal consists of all three, a quality protein, a carb and a fat. And if you're not sure what that looks like, or, you know, what that balanced meal looks like to keep it super, super simple, just stick to the outside edges of the grocery store. Like that's where your meats are. That's where your um, eggs are. That's where your fish and cheese and produce produce are. And those are perfect choices. So just stick to the outside edges. Cause if you think about it, what's on the inside, you know, inner aisles of the grocery store, that's our packaged processed foods, right? So stick to the outer edge as a rule of thumb. And then also not only looking at the macronutrients, like those are obviously important protein, fats, and carbs, but we also want to look at the micronutrients in our foods, the vitamins and minerals that we're getting. So that's why I don't really subscribe to the if it fits your macros, what is that acronym? If it fits your macros, I I F Y M, right. If it fits your macros, because someone could be like, Hey, it fits my macros. Like I'm, I need to get a certain amount of carbs and a certain amount of fats in. So I'm going to eat this pizza and donut because those are carbs and fats. So perfect. Well, the micronutrients aren't very good in those foods. Right. So like, I love me some pizza and I love me some donuts, but I'm not eating them for the micronutrient benefits or the metabolism benefits. Okay. (laughs) I'm eating them because that's called joy and I like pizza and I like donuts. But if you're looking for micronutrient dense foods that are going to help support your metabolism, those are those vitamin and mineral rich foods. And that's equally important. So also if you can, and if you have the budget for it, like try to choose organic, you know, organic, uh, produce, local, you know, grass fed meats, uh, pasture raised eggs, wild caught fish, try to choose those options when possible. And if the budget doesn't allow for it, don't worry about it. You're still making a better choice than going and ripping open the pop tarts. Okay. So, but you know, as much as we can just to reduce toxin exposure from, you know, pesticides and other chemicals and things like that and synthetic hormones and steroids and everything else that a lot of our meats are pumped up with, you know, try to choose those options when you can really focus on the food quality. Okay. So tip number one, eat enough food. Tip number two is to make sure that you are eating the right balance of foods and looking at food quality. Okay. Tip number three is to reduce stress. We have to reduce stress in order to support your metabolism you must support your thyroid. Your thyroid is a huge player in your metabolism. And we can do this by keeping stress hormones at bay because stress hormones and thyroid have an inverse relationship with each other. So like if stress is really high, your thyroid is not going to function as well. If we can keep stress lower, those, the chronic stresses, stressors low, then thyroid will function better. And 
I also want to mention like cortisol and stress is not the bad guy here. Okay. Like we talked about this actually in the last episode as well with Casey Miller. She talked about this and mentioned it too. Like we need certain stressors in our lives. Like some stress is actually a good thing, like physical and mental. We, we shouldn't try to avoid all stress because that actually makes us stronger, but it's when stress becomes chronic, that it becomes an issue. That's when we have uh, more inflammation. If we have chronic stress, that's when we have more physical and mental health issues. And that's when our metabolism takes a hit. So what we can do to manage our stress levels, there's several things. There's a lot of things we can do. So just start somewhere and don't try to tackle it all at once. Just start removing some additional stressors in your life. One is trying to live a low toxin lifestyle. So that's things like eating your, you know, better quality foods that could also be buying different household products that don't have a bunch of chemicals in them, um, reducing some of those exposures and then getting plenty of sleep. That's a huge one. Like talk about a de-stressor, just sleep more. Uh, Some of y'all I know are like, you don't got to tell me twice. Like I'll go sleep some more. Seriously. One of the best, you know, stress relievers being in nature. Nature is the all time healer. Nature is so good. It's like the cure all literally just go get in nature. It's free you guys. So go out in nature, get some sunlight. It's going to boost your mood, get out in the fresh air, go and go into like the woods. If you can like nature. Okay. I know all of us are like, a lot of people are freaked out about the woods. Now everyone watching their like, uh, horror, uh, documentaries and stuff, but get out in nature. Okay. Go get out in nature, eliminate extreme cardio and intense exercise, like really intense or extreme cardio and exercise. So if you're someone with a really stressed out metabolism or really struggling with your overall stress levels, you don't want to go throwing more and super intense exercise at it. Like you're shooting yourself in the foot. So I work with a lot of women who want to lose weight or lose body fat. They come to me super, super stressed. Let's say they have a super stressful job. Uh, I've worked with a lawyer before and it's like, okay, your job is so stressful. You're getting four hours of sleep on average. And now you want to go work out and do a super intense workout five times a week. Probably not the best use of your time. If we can actually get you some sleep back will reduce stress and your body is less likely to hold on to body fat as much than if you go kick yourself in the butt with, you know, a CrossFit or orange theory class where you're killing yourself for an hour, five days a week. Like you're actually doing more harm than good sometimes there. So to reduce stress, try to do more like low intensity, steady state, uh, exercise. So that would be things like walking. Walking is a great stress reliever. Okay. So don't go for the super intense exercise. Uh, try drinking filtered water. Again, we're just trying to avoid toxins and chemicals. So like go get you a Brita, uh, filter or a better filter if you can afford it and want one, but seriously, just Brita or bottled water. And then also, um, decreasing blue light exposure. So that's just watch less TV, you guys, or wear some blue light blocking glasses. But those are just a couple of things that you can do to help reduce all of the stress that's going on around us that we're probably not even aware of on our bodies. Okay. You can also use food to decrease or increase your stress. So a lot of us don't think of food necessarily as a stressor, but if you're eating super inflammatory foods, super processed, super high high glycemic index, your insulin is on a, and, and blood sugar is on a roller coaster. 
the high inflammatory, those things are going to be a stress on the body. Stress or food is literally medicine for our body. Like it can harm or help us. Okay. So like choose to, to eat more foods that are going to help decrease your stress levels. That's those are fresh foods. That's your, the, what we talked about earlier, stick to the outside of the grocery store, your fruits, your veggies, your meats, produce, uh, fish, eggs, like stick to those foods. Okay. And for example, like a stressed out body <laughs> does not do well with uh, large amounts of, of processed foods or alcohol. So if you are someone, and I know that's what we crave when we're stressed out, but our bodies are not equipped. Like we talked about earlier, if your metabolism is slowed down, your gut is probably not working as well. It's not going to process those processed foods well at all. It's alcohol is a toxin on the body. Like I know we, we all love a, a good drink here or there, or a lot of us, if you drink, but you know, it, it, it's actually like, there is nothing healthy about the alcohol part of alcohol. Like, yes. So we have some red wine drinkers that are like, Oh, it's got these or this or that benefits, but it's not the alcohol part of it. There's other benefits because of the grapes and whatnot, but it's not the alcohol content part that is literally a toxin to our body. So if we already have a stressed out body, it's not going to process these things well, and it's, it's going to do more damage. So reduce stress, all that to say, find things and ways to reduce your stress. And then tip number four is to build more muscle mass. Last but not least, this is my favorite to support metabolism. This one is like the fun one for me is strength training, build more muscle. The more muscle you have, the more fat your body will burn at rest. A consistent weightlifting routine, like let's say start with two to three days per week. Okay. If you're not doing any at all, start with two or three days per week. That's amazing. That is the best way to build lean muscle and optimize your metabolism. So on the flip side of that, the flip side of the coin, excessive cardio will actually yield the opposite result. So if you are doing a ton of, again, it's that intense, high intensity exercise, you feel like you're doing a good job killing yourself because you're like, oh, I'm burning so many calories, but you're actually putting yourself into a higher stressed state with that workout. And you might even be going catabolic where your body is actually burning muscle mass, which is not going to help our metabolism at all. Building muscle and having muscle in your frame is very calorically expensive for your body, which just means that the more muscle you have the more calories your body burns at rest, the more calories that your body automatically burns literally just by sitting here in my desk at, at my desk, in my chair, I'm going to burn more calories, having more muscle on my frame than the person sitting next to me. If we were identical humans, but they had less, less muscle, they would burn less calories. So muscle is one of those. It's an endocrine organ. Actually, a lot of people don't know that or realize that it actually helps as far as producing hormones and it keeps your metabolism fired up. So build muscle mass, you guys like build some muscle. It's not just about the aesthetic look. It's not just about having like the muscle tone or physique. It's not just for bodybuilders. It's actually like a health organ that are, that we need on our frame. And it might seem counterintuitive, but like, think about it this way. Like as far as even with cardio, like you're burning more calories and more fat all day long without putting as much stress on your body. So if you can build some muscle mass and burn more calories without having to do excessive cardio and just, you know, 
uh, manually burning calories for two hours on the treadmill, you're actually going to put your body under less stress. So strength train and low intensity steady state exercise, like walking, those are your best friends when we're talking about metabolism. And just remember too, like from point number three that we talked about, like we are trying to remove as many stressors as possible. That is the goal. So how can we do that from a nutrition standpoint, from an exercise standpoint, and some things that might feel counterintuitive to us? Like I've actually told clients, you need to work out less. You are too stressed out to be doing these high intensity, high stress workouts. Like not right now. Like it, some of it might seem counterintuitive, but this is why a lot of people are, are hitting plateaus and like scratching their heads, having no idea what's going on with their bodies because they're doing things that mainstream media is telling them to AKA move more and eat less. And that's not always the answer when we're talking about a trashed metabolism. So anyway, there you have it. You guys, those are some signs and symptoms of a healthy versus a trashed metabolism and what you can start doing about it today. Okay. Don't wait, do not delay, go put some of these things to use and in, into practice. And if you ever have questions, feel free to reach out to me on social media. I am more than happy to answer any questions you guys have. And also if you feel like you need more one-on-one coaching, that is literally what I do. So in the show notes, there's a link. You can book a call with me or apply for coaching. And I would just love to see if, if we can help you out. So let's get that metabolism back on track so you can start thriving too. Okay. We want you to be that first person, the thriving person, right? So thank you so much for joining me today. And I will catch you guys on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the muscle makeover. I hope you're getting so much value out of it. If you enjoyed the show, please rate review and share this podcast so we can reach more people and impact more lives. Also take a screenshot of this episode, upload it to your stories and tag me and my guests so we can be sure to say thank you. If you ever have a question or comment about the show, feel free to message me. My social media handles are in the show notes. Make it an amazing day, you guys. And remember, you are loved and you are worthy just as you are.